to Me, Myself, and Millie, a podcast about pop culture and hot goss through the lens of your nosy neighbor. I'm your host and nosy neighbor, Millie Brooks, and this is the season two finale. That's right. We've made it, guys. Two full seasons. I can't believe it. I can't believe I've stuck with it this long. Seriously. And you've done your part, too. I'm proud of you. Seriously. I mean, this season has been so eventful and fulfilling. We really dove into some hot neighborhood gossip and raw topics, politics, the opioid crisis, witches. And now, I need a break. Because... Millie's tired, and, you know, when I'm tired, I need a nap. Um, But don't worry, cutie bums, I'll be back in April with new guests and a whole slew of new topics. Today's topic is Podcasting 101. Do you ever wonder what goes on behind the scenes of making a podcast? Are you thinking about starting your own show, your own podcast? Well, Molly Sanchez, local SF Bay Area-based comedian and podcast extraordinaire, is here to talk to us about the nitty-gritty of podcast creation. But before we launch into our convo with Molly, damn it, I got a text. Ugh. Damn, you know, see, there we're already really getting into it, guys. Podcast creation rule number one, turn off your cell phone. Oh, man. See, still learning, still learning. Um, so before we chat with Molly, a friendly reminder to like and subscribe to Me, Myself, and Millie on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. When you rate and review the show, it gains more popularity and reaches a bigger audience, which helps the show grow so much. And if you want to really take your love for the show to the limits, share an episode on social media. Every little bit helps, and it makes me feel all gushy and, you know, warm inside. So, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys! Okay, let's get to talking with Mal. And we're here with Molly Sanchez... Comedian and podcast extraordinaire. What else do you do, Molly? Um, I'm a writer. I'm a tweeter. I'm a a friend to burritos. I I don't know. I have a lot of things. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me in your beautiful home. Oh, well, it's beautiful because you just brought me some flowers. Mm. And you are the only one... Only guest that I've ever had. No offense to all my other guests. You're wonderful. No, offense meant on my end. (laughs) Step up your game, losers. Yeah, you're an expert on witches or self-love or buying a house, but who brought her flowers? She brought me flowers, guys, and they're pretty. They are pretty. My pleasure. Um, So today we are going to dive deep into podcast creation. Like podcast 101, mm-hmm. um, because you have experience mm-hmm. creating podcasts. Yeah. But before we get into that, do you have any good neighborhood gossip? Now, I forgot to ask you off air to clarify what you meant by this. Great. Because <laughs> it wasn't in either of the episodes that I listened to. Okay, great. It's something that's kind of accumulated over time. And I love to ask people what's going on in their neighborhood. Like, their neighborhood that could be, you know, a block away from you mm-hmm. or like your neighbor that lives above you in your apartment. It can be anything and everything. Great. So um, I go to a yoga class every Sunday that's a block uh, right across the street from my apartment. It's actually ending because that gym is closing, but I've been going for like three years. So I'm buddies with everybody in that class. The teacher, Terry Cranford at Living Yoga, is like the sweetest, kindest, most beautiful soul. What's up, Terry? She's like an angel on this earth and mm. so sweet and great at yoga. Um, 
but there is one person in our class um, who I hope we have all decided we don't like. <laughs> um, and just bless him. He's just um, an, a white man <laughs> who always has something to say. And bless him, I'm sure he's a very nice person, but every time he speaks in our yoga class, I'm just like, I I can't listen to him. I oh. need to, like, really try hard to center myself. Um, because he's always saying things that, like, if I'm interviewed in a couple of years, they're like, did you know so-and-so was a serial killer? I'd be like, 100%. <laughs> the entire yoga class been knew that this person was a serial killer. Because I can't remember... Our teacher is really nice, Terry Cranford at Living Yoga. Um, it's very nice. Another plug. She always asks, like, an interesting, like, life question before you get started. So, one day it was, like, it was something like, what's, like, a thing you can tell yourself to center yourself? And so, everybody's saying, like, I'm enough, or it'll be okay, or whatever. Positive mantras. Yeah, and this person, this man was like, his thing was like, don't get mad even though sometimes people act in ways that make you want to strangle them. Oh my we're gosh! Like, all of us were very, like, we had our eyes closed for the, oh. the question part, and you could see, like, ten different eyes go like, awake <laughs> and bless Terry, who is so sweet. And I, I'm teasing when I say this person is, like, a bad person or gonna do something gross, but he is just a weirdo. And Terry goes, huh, well you know, maybe instead of sending thoughts like those in the universe, we could send love instead. And he goes, I'll try. <laughs> so I just, uh, he is a constant source of, wow. He makes me laugh. He makes me frustrated. He does a very good handstand. And again, is probably a nice person, but boy, it, it, weirdo right across the street from me. I, I have a theory about people who do handstands. Oh, in really? In the class. Yeah. Oh. Well, when, like, nobody else is really doing them, okay. but they're definitely gun-ho on, on the handstand. This person is like that. <laughs> it's, it's a little showy. Yeah. It's a little performative. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a performer, yeah. so I can smell <laughs> them from a mile away. Yeah, this, uh, this person's like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Also, mm -hmm. recent news, Megan... Markle and <clears throat> Prince Harry Ugh. have recently, like, stepped down from mm -hmm. being part of, like, the royal sector. Is that yeah. what they say? Yeah. I don't know. Megxit is Megxit. what I saw Nicole Cliff on Twitter said. So. That's great. Um, yeah, I am stoked on this news. It's so cool. Because it's like... How important was their royal job anyway? Not yeah. that important. And if it was causing them all this, like, stress, like, yeah. it's, it's a pretend job anyway. Go do a different pretend job somewhere else. Totally. Because that's what struck me is they're like, we will be financially independent. That's the thing. Yes. That's the thing yeah. that was like, wow, you are really, you really do just want to earn your own money. Yeah. And, like, that's, I mean financial independence when like you are in a cushy cushy place yeah wow well plus he doesn't have a trade so i don't know what yeah Harry's what, gonna what do. is his trade like <laughs> flying with the army or something i guess and listen that's more than i know how to do <laughs> I, I wouldn't know how to fly with an army <laughs> my prediction is they're gonna start a charity of some sort and yeah. like head this charity but hopefully it's in like canada or i would be tickled as fuck if they started working in, like, L.A., that yes. would crack me up and give me life. I would love it all. I would love it so much. I would want to go to L.A. more often. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, seeing Meghan Markle at a I Starbucks. Know. Imagine. I know. Mm. I just appreciate it, though, because I, I you know, there's, there's just so much deep-rooted history with the royals. Yeah. You know? Do you watch The Crown? Uh, no, I find it very boring. It's pretty boring. There's no sex. <laughs> like, honestly, full stop, done. No, thank you. If I'm going to watch a TV show about kings and queens, they better be fucking. Am I right? <laughs> I'll stand by that, honestly. That's a good point. I'm not going to lie. Um, but season three heated up a little bit. Wait a minute. What are fucking? They're fucking. 
Okay, is it like implied? Like they're like, oh, and the door like kind of closes slowly because that's not what I'm here for. Did you watch season one? No. Okay. I watched little bits of it. Okay. And it's just season being two. sad. Season two, there are, it is like body moving. Okay, I'm going to look up those specific clips and that is all <laughs> that I will watch. But what, sorry, what were you saying relevant before? I don't know, I, man. Oh, um, there's just like, the royals are such a pinnacle you know, the statue of of the UK mm-hmm. and who they are. Mm-hmm. And to, like, break away from that is, like, beyond me. Yeah, it's major. It's major. Yeah. Well, it's so funny, too, because it's just, like, it's this pretend thing that we have let last or that that culture liked so much that they let last for so long. Right. And now we're starting to see little fishers in it. It's yeah. like we've come a long yeah. way from when it was crazy that, you know, someone got divorced. Right. And now we just a right. little bit, little bit, little bit. Right. All I'm saying is we're gonna have a gay royal in oh, ten years. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. So anyways, <laughs> okay, on to our topic. Let's talk about the types of podcasts you have created mm-hmm. and why. Okay, well, um, I feel uh, like I should just say as a caveat for this whole uh, thing is I'm currently between podcast hosting. Yes. Right now, I've had two podcasts. I've co-hosted two podcasts in my life, and they're both uh, done right now. So just take like everything. Like they've completely yeah. finished. Yeah. Uh-huh. Closed. Yeah. Okay. So just take that as a grain of salt for what I'm talking about. Um, I hope to do another one soon. Yeah. But uh, no, no concrete plans yet. Uh, anyway, so there are types of... Yeah, but let's be... I mean, you're being very humble. <laughs> I mean, like, read all over, yeah. like, hit the charts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, you guys, she doesn't want to say this, but <laughs> I am going to. Um... Like, the podcast, especially Red All Over, I'm not familiar only with... Only Red All Over. Okay, Red, only Red All Over, which was your podcast about The Handmaid's Tale, uh-huh. got some major, major traffic. Yeah. Which is so cool. It, that was really cool. So, um, yeah, I, it is cool, and I, I won't be humble about that. Like, it was a crazy successful podcast that we worked really hard on that I'm really, really proud of and had a great time doing. Um but to answer your question, um, I do the two podcasts I did. I did Read All Over, a Handmaid's Tale discussion podcast. And then with my partner, Mitch, I did a podcast called Failure to Launch, which was about TV shows that only lasted one season or less. Um, so they're both TV podcasts. And I love TV and I watch TV too much. Yeah, uh, and me have, too. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. But um, I have like big opinions about TV. I I just, I'm a big consumer of that. And in the future, I'd love to be a television writer. So it's just like, it all funnels into the same thing. So it made sense to have a podcast that talked about TV. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. And um, so Failure to Launch was Mm -hmm. your first one. Yeah, absolutely. And and, um, you... um, How many episodes? How long did it last? I believe we have... 48 episodes. That's um, impressive. <laughs> yeah, we, we did really well with that one. I'm proud of that one as well. I um, mean, this is our my 24th episode, oh, and awesome. I'm like, fucking hell, I can't <laughs> believe I've made it this far. Well, you've done great. There's a lot of great episodes. But it's 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 a huge undertaking, yeah. too. Um, it, it's, it is, and I think, well, I know that's why uh, Failure to Launch uh, stopped when it did, is because it was... Uh, my my partner Mitch and I would watch a show that only had one season. He would usually watch um, every episode of that show, and I would usually only watch one because I work and am busy. Yeah. Um, and then we'd have a guest over who would also watch it, and we'd all talk about it. And that's just a lot of work yeah. to do between watching a show, forming an opinion on it, you know, that sort of stuff. It was just a lot, and I had to bow out of that because it was just too much work to do. Yeah. And it got to be so my leisure hours were watching shows that – you know, I haven't seen Atlanta yet, but I've seen, you know, yeah. uh, Briscoe County Jr. and like, <laughs> Kyle, honey, I'm home. And like all these okay shows instead of watching like big shows that I wanted. Um, yeah. So it just takes a lot of time. Yeah. Time consuming. Um, yeah. And when you started Red All Over, mm. give us the, give everybody sort of a backstory on Red All Over. 
so I, Kelly Anakin is my, was my co-host and is one of my really good friends. I had actually met her via her podcast, which is about Downton Abbey. It's called Up Yours Downstairs. <laughs> it's really it's funny. Um, and I was like a fangirl of her and we met in the comedy scene together. And when I met her, I was just really starstruck and we became really good friends. And we always like to like scream at each other about books. The first day we met, I was like, blasted and screaming at her about how much I like the red tent. Yeah. Um, and so we just always like love talking about books. And so when I heard there was going to be a Handmaid's Tale show, uh, again, a lot of drunkenness runs through my podcast creation. <laughs> I was in Las Vegas. I read an article about the Handmaid's Tale show. I was in a toilet and texting Kelly. I was like, you know what we should do? We should watch the show. So we should talk about the book. We should talk about the show. Record it, baby. Successful. <laughs> and then we went on to record for That's like amazing. hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Um, you guys have hundreds? No, of I don't think we have multiple hundreds. I think oh maybe God. we have singular hundred. I don't know. I don't remember the number. Because I think we restarted the count every season. And we had at least three seasons of our content covering three seasons of that show. Right, because the, the show has three seasons. Yeah, so. so we ended up covering uh, chapter by chapter the whole book of The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, so I think we have an episode for like every four or five chapters of The Handmaid's Tale book. We have a coverage of the like initial Handmaid's Tale movie with Natasha Richardson, Angel. Wow. Um, we covered every single episode of season one. We Every episode of season two, every episode of season three, we uh, deep analyzed the trailers when they would come out. We interviewed people who worked on the show. We uh, uh, we did a whole like uh, encyclopedia series where we kind of fleshed out the world that wasn't talked about in the show. We mm. talked about historical references. We like we left it all on the floor. We read all over were and like then we dramaturging. We really the, were <laughs> The Handmaid's Tale. And then when we needed a break, we'd do an episode on Josie and the Pussycats or The Parent Trap. <laughs> when you needed just a breather. So we just made a ton of shit for that podcast. Wow. Yeah, I'm so proud of that. That's amazing. And um so it's come to a close. Mm -hmm. And what was what was that making that decision like? Well, for my co-host Kelly, it was just like between Downton Abbey and this, she'd been doing podcasts about TV for like six years. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's kind of gotten to the point where I can't just watch TV for fun anymore. I'm always making content about it. And she was burned out. And yeah. she's trying to do comedy on top of that and have a job and be a human person with good mental health like we all are. Yeah. Um, and I was feeling overwhelmed too and we just kind of wanted, we kind of wanted to leave while we still liked each other. Yeah. And liked TV. Yeah. So it was really hard decision and I think we are really feeling the pains now of like we really miss each other. Yeah. And we miss, I miss our community a bunch. Um, but it was the right decision, and it was kind of nice to... I love things that stop while they're still good. Yeah. That doesn't happen a lot now, Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert. I don't oh, yeah. quote her a lot, because okay. she's not my jam. Like, I'm, I mean... Who's con jam? Contrary to, like, what it looks like on the outside, <laughs> I am not an eat, pray, love gal. But she wrote this book called Big Magic. Oh, I've been wanting to check it out. It's so great. Really? I have it. I'll give it to you. Ooh. And she talks about how um, the you know, conclusion of one creative project mm -hmm. only gives, you know, gives light and new spark to new creative projects. Oh, I love that. You know, how it just, it doesn't just, like, die. Like, mm -hmm. it bounces around, which is cool. I love that. I know. I really like that. I know. I like it, too. I think that's lovely. Um, okay, so what do you think is the first step in trying to start a new podcast? Mm hmm so I think it's two things. I think one, you have to really think about what you have to bring to the subject that nobody else has. And you can hear some podcasts where you're like, oh, I don't think they thought about this. Right, right. <laughs> A lot of them are hosted by men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of podcasts come from people talking to each other and be like, 
there should be a podcast and it's just them chatting. Yeah. Um, so I think you really have to think about what special you could bring. So in the case of Failure to Launch, what we wanted to bring was that was actually an original idea, though there turned out there <laughs> was a, a New Zealand podcast uh, that did the same thing, but they only covered New Zealand shows. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that was like a pretty original idea. And then with Red All Over, we we're like, what if two comedians took on this show we know is going to be very scary and sad? Yeah. So that's what we had to. That's bring a to great it. angle. Yeah. It's a great angle. And then the other part that kind of fits in really nicely with those is you have to find the right co-host, I think. Unless you're like beautiful Karina Longworth who can just do podcasts all by herself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But finding the right partner is so important. So important. I think in in just like as somebody who does the majority of my own work, you know, like on this show, it is like, there are days when I'm like, oh man, it'd be so nice to have another person to just divide and conquer, you know, because I mean, marketing is one whole bag. Absolutely. You know, and then like creating the content, you know, and I think the hardest thing that I didn't realize was coming up with new topics. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. how do you find new content, you know, when there's nothing, when, you know, your show is on the off season right now or nothing's going on in the news or no one's available, you know, like creating new, new ideas to talk about what to talk about was like hard. That is hard. And I have so much respect for you that you're doing all of this by yourself because it looks effortless on the listening end. Oh God. That's that's good. I only ever did like like a third of what you're doing. So I appreciate it. Well, I will say I have huge shout out to oh I think Cleo let's let Cleo let, let Cleo let's let Cleo in hold on one second sure. everybody we're gonna take a break because <laughs> Cleo has some thoughts <laughs> you're saying shout out to shout out to Cleo no, you were saying shout out to somebody who helps you with the podcast. Oh, God, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Um, shout out to Cal Reichenbach. Oh. Who did, he did, did all the composing of my music. Oh, it sounds great. And um, and then he also does like, is the last person to like listen to an episode before I put it up oh, on SoundCloud. Like just somebody, yeah. extra pair of ears to like cross check anything, adjust volume, Ooh. that kind of stuff. See if I'm clipping at all. Um, That's so helpful. So helpful. That's really cool. So helpful. Cause sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to listen to my voice that much. <laughs> you know, contrary, again, contrary to popular opinion, I, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, topics was hard and like having, having people to help out, Mm -hmm. you know, just with like research, you know, research Uh, and like, um, oh, I don't know, like doing a graphic design. Sure. You know, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So, well, to answer your question kind of about how do you figure out content? A lot of that for me came with, uh, listening to our audience. So talking about sort of, um, giving jobs to other people, Kelly, my partner and Mitch, my other partner, uh, would, um, handle a lot of the technical editing and stuff. Um, and so my job was to run our social media. And by doing that, I got a really good insight into our fans. Shout out to you redheads. I miss you with all of my heart. Mm. I miss you so, you guys so much. Um, but, um, you guys had a really strong following. Oh, they're the best. And yeah. gosh, I, I miss them a lot. Um, uh, so just listening to our audience and like reading our reviews, which was really painful sometimes, but really, f- you know, fulfilling some other times, uh, yeah. people would clip onto things and they'd be like, wow, I really thought that joke you made about Parent Trap was funny. I love that movie. And so when we kept getting that feedback, because we had lots of tangents, we were like, 
oh shit, would they let us do a Parent Trap episode? <laughs> and they did, and they kept letting us do wow. dumb stuff like that. Um, who, when, and when you say who, they. I, I mean that, like, we could put out an uh, episode where we break down the Parent Trap and it would get downloads. The, wow. Our community yes. would like it. Even though, you know, if you subscribe to a Handmaid's Tale podcast, you don't. That's not what you want necessarily or what you're thinking you're going to get. And the fact that in the off season when there was no show, they were really excited to listen to us like <laughs> bitch about the uh, the parent trap. Or yeah. another thing that was helpful is like if we kept getting the same question about the world of the show, we thought, well, like, oh, we should make a whole explainer episode about this. Mostly so we don't get this question again, but also because the people that we serve want to know. Mm-hmm. So tapping your community is really important That's for that kind great. of content. Yeah. And they give you good motivation yeah. when you're feeling down. Because I, there have been times when, like, um, I felt like, ugh, is this even, like, landing at yeah. all? Like, does this matter? Am I just talking into, like, a black hole? Mm-hmm. And, um... And then, like, the next day, my neighbor, shout out to Kristen S. Kristen S. Kristen S. She's a <laughs> very, like, devotee to me, myself, and Millie. And she'd be like, oh, man, I love your podcast. Aww. And she'd be like, when's the next one coming out? And I'd be like, oh, every Monday. And she's like, damn, I got to wait a week? And I was like, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. But, but it, like, yeah. hearing those things from people is, like... It just gives you more fuel to the fire. Absolutely. Helps you going a little bit more. Um, let's talk equipment. Yes. What I type am ready of, to do this. Yeah. What type <laughs> of equipment did you use? So I had to ask Kelly because, again, I'm really the talent and social media coordinator. She was the the sort of gearhead. Uh-huh. And, and Mitch was too, but I forgot to ask him what stuff we used. So Kelly says we used an H6 Zoom handheld recorder. With Sennheiser mics, uh, and she says uh, she doesn't know what model, but you can use any kind of XLR cables. Mm-hmm. And she edited using a program called Audacity, which is A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y, and she says it's free. Uh, and she also used Levelator, another free app to adjust levels. So nice. That's all I know about equipment. <laughs> that's great. Well, I'll share with you yeah, a little bit about my equipment. Yes. So I also use a Zoom mm. to record um, uh, guest interview stuff. Okay. But I, to, to like record intros and outros, mm-hmm. I use like just a handheld mic with a pop filter. Oh, I love a pop filter. A good pop filter uh-huh. is like something you might want to think about if you're Definitely. like thinking about starting your own podcast. And then I just use GarageBand, mm-hmm. which is was already on my computer. Right. I was familiar with because I've you know, worked with that software with voiceovers and stuff. Oh, interesting. And so it was just like copying and pasting, copying and pasting. And then editing Mm -hmm. is non-existent. Like, I press play, and then we just go to town. Wow. (laughs) And people are afraid. (laughs) Like, guests are like, I don't know about this. And then I tell them, oh, yeah, I'll edit it out. And I don't. Because people like it a little rough. You yeah, know, they sure. don't, they, they're not into this polished version mm-hmm. of conversations anymore. Mm-hmm. They want, like, they want to see real raw stuff. I don't know. That's what I tell myself. No, it sounds, I mean, it sounds great. I listened to the podcast. Cleo yeah. likes it. Cleo likes it. <laughs> There's, there are times when, um, get over here, you freaking mutt. Um, <laughs> see, you would lose stuff like that if you edit I know, it. right. I mean, she adds a lot of character. To the whole show. Yeah, when we were um, doing Failure to Launch, again, more drinking. Now listen, kids, you don't have to drink to have a successful podcast by any means. That's right. That's just what this gal did. (laughs) Um, But on Failure to Launch, we would make a cocktail for every TV show, and part of the thing that we always left in was if you could hear the ice in the cocktail glass. That's 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 continuity. Yeah. That's great. Okay, um... Well, let's talk about let's talk about content for mm-hmm. each episode. Sure. How would you prepare for each episode? 
Would you, um, <laughs> would you, um, euthanize your dog? No. I don't know. <laughs> Go outside. Okay. <laughs> um, do you give yeah. your dog melatonin? Uh, that's what I do. Didn't work, I don't think. <laughs> um, no, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she needs, like, to, we need to up her melatonin. <laughs> For both of the podcasts I worked on, it would be, you would watch, you watch the show, um, and you take copious notes while you watch a show. Um, Kelly taught me that something that you should be doing while you're watching a show for a recap podcast is take notes of the plot beats uh, mm. just to ground yourself in where you are in the discussion because you don't really need to say beat by beat, scene by scene, everything that happened. But if you're talking about a note, you want to know like, oh, it happened in this scene. And then I can have the arc of the episode because I know it went this scene, this scene, this scene, this scene, this scene. So even if you don't end up talking about every scene, it's helpful to have. And I used to denote those notes with like a little star. So if I just follow the stars, I have the sort of narrative of the episode down. So I'd write that down. Then I'd write uh, jokes if I thought of a joke. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um and uh, little things I noticed. And then also if I went and did additional research to like, what is that song playing in the background? Or what's mm. that? A what do we know that actor from? Uh, I would write that. So you can see with all of this going forward, why it kind of made TV watching way different. Yeah. And, like why we didn't want to ruin it for ourselves. Because yeah. we take intense notes for every episode. You couldn't just, you know, That's true. have a beer and, you know, play with, you know play solitaire while you watch TV. You have right. to really watch, which is good in a sense because I think less and less do we watch things with both eyes. Yeah. Uh, but it also, it's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, that's mostly what I do before the episode is watch everything and take copious notes and do research. I like the idea of like scene by scene. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's smart. Yeah. That's smart to like, it's a good way to frame mm -hmm. and structure the thought process. Totally. Or else you're just repeating lines, yeah. you know, back and forth. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I mean, this is how I prepare for each mm -hmm. episode. I never know when I'm going to get the inspiration for a topic mm -hmm. until it strikes me. Yeah. And then it strikes me, and it usually comes with, like, me thinking of, like, people like scrolling uh, through social media and seeing what people are talking about and mm -hmm. being like oh that's a great person to talk to about this mm -hmm. you know that's and then really having like um um and then just reaching out to the person mm -hmm. you know i try to like you want to be held by oh, me she wants to be oh yes <laughs> I, we, for the listeners, we switched dogs from one lap. To, we switched the dog from one lap to the other. And now Cleo is with Molly. Mm -hmm. um, she's a big old baby. I love her. She, I would, I, and already I would die for her. <laughs> I, I would lay down my life for this dog she is, who she I've is, just met. I call her Biggie Smalls. I love her. Biggie Smalls. Um, but you're saying, so you uh, find inspiration for the episode by scrolling through social yeah, and kind of seeing what people are I, talking about. I don't want to talk about things that I'm not interested in. <laughs> like, pop culture is a huge, broad topic. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm a millennial, so I figure whatever I want to talk about is probably r under the pop culture umbrella. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... That's it. Are there weeks when you get nervous because you're like, uh-oh, nothing is interesting me this week? Right now. Oh, no! <laughs> this, yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, I feel like I need a break. Uh -huh. And this is the last oh, episode of season two. So yeah. I feel like I'll have like a couple of months to like good. rest and re recalibrate. That would be another good piece of podcast or any kind of art making advice is breaks are Take so useful. Take, Take a break. Take a break. Take a break. Take a break. Yeah. Because yes. one of the things that one of another reason that we wanted to stop the podcast is we were realizing my friend Kelly and I that like we were only hanging out to make the podcast. And sometimes I'd be like, you know, I'm almost like. I can't wait until you leave my house because then I can start my real thing. This feels like a job. And yeah. we were just like, we don't go on. We <laughs> call. We're like, we don't hang out unless it's for the content anymore. And that makes me sad. So yeah. we haven't done it yet, but we're like, 
let's have a big dinner to celebrate this being done and us being like regular friends again. I love that. So it's important. Just a little sayonara. Yeah. So it's important if you have a partnered podcast to like take time to remember that you're friends. You're not just like podcast robots or content machines. Um, Yeah. You're not just talking heads. Exactly. And then if you're a friend, if you're just by yourself doing a podcast, like you need to take a break to remember you're a person. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And you need to recharge your brain. Yeah. Um, what was the biggest surprise that you found during the process? Mm, I think, again, I have two things. One, I had no idea that so much of what we talked about would be taking care of yourself. Um, that kind of spurned because we started genuinely, we started our podcast, I think, in later 2016. So it's been a really raw year. This show came out. It is blisteringly hard to watch, not because it's a poorly made show. It's actually a beautiful piece of prestige television, but it is fucking brutal. It's brutal. On purpose. It is brutal. It is, like, really hard to watch. And it's so we were all feeling, like, really raw. And I think with that in mind, we started doing, like, content warnings and some things we would talk about. And some people said they started listening to our podcast before they had watched the episode Mm. so they could kind of ease into watching it. Mm. We started doing, I think just because we needed it, um, we started doing a segment on social that was called Self-Care Sundays. We were just like, how are you taking care of yourself this week? Tell us. And that was honestly my favorite day of managing our social media because we'd have people from all over the world being like, I'm doing laundry today. I took a hike today. Thanks for making me think of this. And it made us like think about how we were taking care of ourselves. Um, And yeah, so I had no idea that that would become such a part of the process for this specific podcast, I guess. That's great. Yeah. But I mean, like, it makes sense that that derived from totally. The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, if we were doing like a Big Bang Theory podcast, I don't think I that would happen. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, but uh, so that was a surprising element of it. And it like truly got me to think about how I interact with that. Um, and the other thing that was surprising is like the things that people disliked about us were the very th- things that the people who are our biggest fans liked the most. Oh, wow. So we, I found that out. Kelly doesn't read reviews, but I just get bored and read all the reviews. And so almost every bad review we got was like, it sounds like two girlfriends talking. They talk too much about side things and they sing. And that's so fucking weird that they sing. <laughs> oh my God. And it is weird that we sang. I'll give that person that. And oh, then I love it. The positive reviews we got were like, it sounds like two girlfriends talking. They go on all these mm. funny tangents. They sing. It's like, wow, we've really, truly found our audience of people who like us because we're the way that we are. Yeah. And that's really gratifying. It was really surprising. It was surprising to me going into this thinking it was just going to be me and my friend talking about books and TV and dicking around. Yeah. Uh, to have found this community of people who like exactly what we do. That was so surprising and fun and weird. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure it. you have some of that, too. I do. I mean, there was a couple of... Um, the thing that I find most surprising is that people really... They sincerely appreciate when you reveal personal things. Oh, yeah. You know? like That's they shit. They really... They, they start to trust you more. Yeah. And I thought you had to have, like... You had to have a facade and an image mm-hmm. and everything, but they really appreciate the real, raw mm-hmm. um, truth-telling to yeah, it, yeah. which is cool and was surprising for me. I think the idea that you have to be this um, sort of like very uh, dispassionate sort of iceberg person is a very old way of doing media. And now with like we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have all this access. We want it. Yeah. And you feel insincere. I, I, I think there is an argument to be made that you seem kind of mysterious and interesting if you don't. But there is a deeper connection or a different kind of connection when you're really vulnerable. Yeah. And, it, you know, I feel like our audience was really kind to us and really, like, we really said a lot. <laughs> we didn't say everything, obviously, but we yeah. were able to build this audience that really liked us. And I think that's why, you know... I miss all of these people that I never met 
yeah. in the wake of this podcast. Like I miss, I legit miss hearing that some women in fucking Arkansas did their laundry this week. That's cool. I though. fucking miss that and so like, much. And like Arkansas, they're fighting. They're fighting the good fight. <laughs> I know? miss all the redheads so much. Um, one more pause while I let out Cleo, Please, yeah. and then we will um, get to our final questions. <gasps> Yay! And we're back. We're here with Molly Sanchez, comedian, copywriter, <laughs> and podcast extraordinaire. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, so we are talking about creating a podcast. Um, Molly, what do you think is people's biggest misconception about podcasts? I think the misconception is that uh, you just record the podcast and that's it. Uh, there's so much you touched on it a little bit earlier. There's fucking marketing that goes into it and yeah, like engaging your audience. Part of the reason we had such a good audience on genuinely both of our podcasts is because I came into it with a little bit of social media marketing know-how and it's like, you have to keep content going all week. Yeah. Otherwise people will forget about you and you have to make segments on social that don't necessarily carry over into your podcast and you have to respond to everybody's everybody's thing and so it's a bigger job than just you know go into a studio a apartment for a couple yeah. hours and talk about something and edit it and you're done like it's a big job other than that um i also think another misconception that a lot of men <laughs> none of the women i have ever met have ever had this problem but boy howdy i've met a bunch of men with this misconception um that you can kind of just start a podcast and wing it mm. um it's hilarious. I'm a so I'm a comedian, so I've known a bunch of people who started podcasts, and the ones that are the most successful are usually women who months before they posted their first episode had recorded a bunch of episodes. They called people who did podcasts. I mean, you're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. called me before you started and talked to me, and I said mostly all this stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> to you. Mm -hmm. But um, they, like, had plans. They had, like, five... They had fucking five-year plans, and I've known male comedians who are like, I don't know, let's get high and watch this and movie. press record. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. We'll figure it out. So I think you definitely have to plan yeah. uh, ahead of time. You can't just wing it. You, you wing it to a certain degree, but you can't 100% wing it. Yeah. And then uh, it's a like five days a week job. Five days a week. At, at least. At least. <laughs> and you definitely need an Instagram account. Oh, yeah. I mean. We didn't have one for either of my podcasts because okay. that wasn't, people were still using Facebook um, okay. when we started. So we started like, what, three years ago now? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like now you need an Instagram yep. account. Yep. And then we probably should have had one too. I, um, that was the one thing that like somebody that works at LinkedIn told me, mm -hmm. she was like, you know, Instagram is where everything is now. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where all, all the, come here, come here. Um, that's where everybody's going. Yeah. That's where everybody's going. Yeah. And you have to, you have to be on Instagram if you want a presence. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if I do anything, it'll be Instagram. But I'm not doing Twitter. I can't do Facebook. Yeah. And not, that's really smart. Not until the, the dollar dollar bills come rolling, rolling in. <laughs> yeah. That's really smart. Uh, Instagram is kind of the platform where people are now. But even that is so much work. Because you have so to do. much work. Stories. And you have to do, you know, just regular Instagram posts and you have to respond to people on Instagram. The algorithm works such Ugh. that people don't see your posts unless you're liking other people's liking posts. Liking other people's stuff. So you have to hang out on in, on your, like, uh, podcast Instagram for, like, an hour and just like <gasps> shit. Which I know it doesn't sound like, it's not like coal mining. Right. But if you think about, like, we're also kind of required to pay attention to our own social media. Right. And for me, it would be... I imagine I haven't had to do a podcast Instagram, but like part of my job, my actual day job is working social for brands. So yeah. like, I'd spend time on my brand Instagram. I'd spend time on my agency Instagram. I'd spend time on my personal Instagram. And then I'd spend time on my podcast Instagram. Like it's just a lot. Yeah. It's fun and yeah. it's weird and it's fulfilling, but it's social is a huge component and you can't ignore that. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have the cutest dog. I've I ever mean, seen. she's a mess. I she's definitely a child of, do- of God, but she is a child of Satan as well. Okay. I love it. I told you, I've been around like very stoic, shy dogs lately, and she. This girl is not either of those. This girl's girl's ready for Burning Man in January. She is demonstrative, and I love a demonstrative dog. I love a period piece where people fuck, and I love a demonstrative dog. I don't think so, honey. Non-demonstrative dogs. They need more dogs in TV Yes, more dogs. Um, Is there anything else you feel like folks should know about podcast creation um this is self-serving but i don't have a podcast right now i'd love to host a podcast so uh specifically i'd like to do a book podcast because i love reading and i don't get to talk about books ever Mm. um i'm like so jealous of the bloom saloon because i love judy yes shout out to the bloom saloon they're excellent excellent podcast i'm jealous of everything they do they are a podcast that dives deep into judy bloom books Mm -hmm. right and related books and Um, related but yeah so i'd love to do a book podcast so if anybody wants to do that i'm your girl um i also will say that two of my favorite podcasts mm -hmm. are my favorite murder Ah! however don't listen to that when you're going to sleep, guys. Like, not a good idea. Scary. Scary. No, Nightmares. Nightmares. Scary. <laughs> scary. It's not going to be good. I also think if you like podcasts, you should listen. If you want to start a podcast, you should listen to a podcast in the genre that you want to do. Yes. Um, one podcast I found really helpful was I like uh, Boar's Gore and Swords, which my friend read. Uh, runs and it talks about Game of Thrones and so I really oh. appreciated how he they, they do everything now they do Game of Thrones they do Westworld they do a couple of things but I really appreciated how he broke down episodes uh, and then I also liked Kurt Vonnegut's podcast which broke down Ooh. every Kurt Vonnegut book and I really liked how they talked about books so th- both of those were like inspirations for how to do this podcast so find a podcast in your genre that's a great suggestion that's a good I think that's a good that would be my blanket suggestion for somebody wanting to do art of any kind is you have to first consume that art a lot yes and specifically the kind that you want so if you want to yes. be you know if you want to write for Jezebel read a bunch of Jezebel right. articles you want to Right. You know, write sci-fi. Read a bunch of modern sci-fi yes. from different kinds of artists. Um, you know, listen to this. You have to, like, the first step to doing anything is be a fan of that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Just swim in that yeah, genre. Uh-huh. I, um, so the thing that got me to do this show yeah. was, as I was telling you, I'm a huge fundies Oh yeah, I wouldn't even say fan, but just just a fundy, obsessive compulsive fan that like likes to look for like observe from the sidelines. Mm -hmm. I don't want to partake in the fundamentalist Christian regime Mm -hmm. in the United States. Sure. However, I do find them fascinating as like you know, specimens in a Petri Mm -hmm. dish. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was this one podcast called Defrauded that, Uh. like, talks about a bunch of different fundy... Mm. Fundies that have reality shows. And, yeah. Oh, I need to listen. I know, like, the Duggars. Oh, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys, right? also so interesting. But so weird and I love watching them um and I was listening to their episode their stuff and they like record when they're about to go to bed like (laughs) like in it's a couple Uh um and they literally record right before they're about to fall asleep and I was like like fun damn I could do better than this that's what I thought. That's how a lot of people get into comedy, too. <laughs> they go to one open mic, and they're like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, for sure. I'm better than this. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, but, like, so did you listen to any interview podcasts that really I inspired did. you for this one? I did. I, I, even though I don't like Mark Marin as a person, because mm-hmm. I've heard he's a sex addict, insider scoop. Um, you didn't hear it from me, um, but he's a sex addict. Did you, do you listen to his WTF? So I actually don't think he's a great interviewer, but I've listened to a bunch just cause he gets good guests. He gets good guests. Well, if you don't think he's a sex addict, listen, 
<laughs> if you're on the fence about whether Mark Maron is a sex addict or not, mm-hmm. listen to his episode with Jennifer Lawrence. Because he is creeping on her so hard. So sidebar, I think he is actually horrible at interviewing women. Like, he, mm. he's always like, so, uh, you didn't get married until later in life. What's that about? <laughs> like, fuck you, you fucking bitter, disgusting old man. I'm sorry. I think that's going to burn a lot of bridges for me, but I don't I don't think so, honey, Mark Maron. I'm not a fan. But that like you you did like other than I, the problematicness. Yeah, I appreciated his format of like mm-hmm. talking at people mm-hmm. in the beginning and then having a guest to talk to. Yeah. You and know? I will say when we're talking about being super vulnerable on your show, I definitely think he paved the way he definitely for modern podcasts and also f- the mainstreaming of podcasts he paved the way and then also being vulnerable i will always respect his vulnerability totally even if i don't like him yeah as a <laughs> human being yeah <laughs> Molly, this has been wonderful. Thank you. You are wonderful. Back at you. You Molly. are a child of God, <laughs> and you are going to grow and grow and grow. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> we'll have you back on again. Okay, maybe I'll learn something new between now and then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Hey, gang, thanks for listening to Me, Myself, and Millie. I've been Molly Sanchez. Thank you for letting me guest on the show. Millie is so nice. I love this podcast. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Serious Molly. That's S-E-R-I-O-U-S-M-O-L-L-Y. And uh, I'm on Instagram at Molly fucking Sanchez. I think you know how to spell that. Thank you so much for having me, Millie. I have a good day. Bye-bye. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye, Casper Mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Me, Myself, and Millie. Follow us on Instagram at Me, Myself, Millie for more podcast updates. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe and share on social media. A special thanks to my husband, Rowan Brooks, for technical support and Cal Reichenbach, who did all the music you heard in this episode. You can check him out at calzonemusic.com. Thanks, cutie bums, and see you next week.